0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: Some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt.
3: by this world, you can see what is the obvious, turn into one, the final eyes. right, in his own eyes, ignore the truth, the leaders talk about future war, it's now just a push away, judgment is about to fall on men, only the judge can stand the day, men led by evil spirits, that come from the other side, lead men through their destructive end, All written in his holy word Judgment comes upon the lost, Time to waste. Run to the throne. Drunk life lies. this age feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blinded by sin, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has. to sell her soul for a chance to receive his farm oh. Or will you choose to lose your soul as you disappear into the
2: midnight?
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for the days that we are in right now. They are difficult to deal with. They are depressing sometimes. They are frustrating even more. And we just praise you for it, Father, because we know that it is bringing us to the end of the journey. And the end of the journey is one of great glory. And if we can just keep our minds stayed on things above and not on things of this world, as we're asked to in the Scripture, we would have joy. And, Father, we just ask you to help us make that transition. We know that it's going to be a continuous journey because we will be pummeled by, uh, you know, manifestations of the demonic in this realm. It will be shoved in our face. We will have uh, We will have to deal with the things that we've been dealing with for quite some time. And father we just ask you to to anoint us and to, to motivate us and to place a spirit a steadfast spirit upon each of us so that we're able to see the prize so that we're able to stay focused not on the ugly that is there's so much of and it's just absolutely overwhelming but father to stay focused on that eternal promise of incredible glory, and uh, it's just beyond our wildest imaginations, I, uh, it's, it, and I just praise you for it, Father. I just thank you for my journey. I know I have not completed it. I'm still looking over my shoulders. I know I'm going to get refined some more. I think it's safe to say that most of us will, but we just, Father, I just thank you for helping me to get to a place and helping every one of the listeners of this program step-by-step uh, step on their journey to get to a place where they're going to be able to see each day as one more step closer to your presence. And and I mean right there in the throne room. And Father, we just give you all the praise and glory. We thank you for being our Savior through Jesus. We praise you, Jesus, for being our advocate to speak up for us when we can't speak, when we really just don't know what to do and we've thrown our hands down and we're in a miserable mood. Thank you, Jesus, for being that eternal advocate before the courts of heaven on our behalf against the key, the accuser of the brethren let us all be brands plucked from the fire hallelujah thank you jesus father we pray that you will place a clean robes clean rich white robes upon each of us purify us father god as we seek you each and every day to draw in closer to the knowledge of the truth to drawing closer to the eternal realm the 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 promise of glory forever and ever to rule and as, as as a possible uh, a goal and, and reward uh, for the sacrifices that we're making in our lives right now to be more and more like Jesus and be focusing on the things that really matter. Let us be able to see 10,000 fall to our left and 1,000 fall to our right, and it will not come near us, but not to throw ourselves on the ground and to be all kind of depressed and frustrated with the dynamics that are happening across the world, but to recognize that at midnight we will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments hallelujah to recognize isaiah 26 verse 9 when when your judgments are in the earth the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness hallelujah we thank you father for being so merciful because if it wasn't for your mercy many of us would not even be where we are now and we know we have a long journey ahead and it's going to be challenging and we just praise you for it father help us keep our minds on you lord jesus Help us to draw in closer to you every moment of the day to recognize that you are in our presence. The Holy Spirit can overwhelm us through praise and worship to disconnect from this earth because it's just so filthy. But it is part of our calling, and as things get worse, there's going to be much, much more of a need for our prayers, the power, the angels, the dreams, the visions, and all the things that you have called us to do in the days ahead that we have to be prepared for spiritually, physically, and in all aspects of our walk. We pray, O Lord, our God, that you will anoint us in such a way that we will do a fantastic job for the kingdom, for that is the only reason. We exist as sojourners on this earth, and when we're able to truly embrace that from the very, very essence of our existence and transcend the uh, the, the disappointing unimportance uh, absolutely – I mean, really, you can't even – I can't think of a word that will diminish the importance of the earth with the exception of bringing as many of our brothers and sisters through kindness, love, and good works home to you to give you glory forever and ever amen and now to the lord jesus christ who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us someday faultless before the presence of our father god's glory in the throne room with exceeding joy and to you father our savior who alone is wise be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever hallelujah amen Well, praise God, thank you, Jesus. How do you put it into words? <laughs> you know what? Um, adjectives, adverbs. I was just having this conversation a little bit ago. Um, adjectives and adverbs are inadequate to to capture the bizarreness. The, the I mean, I, that's not even a word, but I'm going to make it up and I'm going to coin it as a word: bizarreness. Okay, we're, we're in, in. You know, if there was a scale of one to ten on how weird and bizarre this world is, we're already up to about an eighteen. So the top of the thermometer is blown completely off. And, what's, and it is troubling. It is troubling because, you know, for those of us who have been anxiously awaiting the transformation of our bodies to get out of here, off this alien demon-infested rock, it's been a long, 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 agonizing journey of, well, more than 11 years and quickly approaching 12. And I, after a while, you lose count and whatever. And, I, you know, and, and a lot of us are still recovering from the audible calling and all of the Trumpianity stuff. And it looks like it's going to come back around our way. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. Thank you. We really just don't know what's going to happen. And one thing that we, one thing we know that is happening and will be perpetual, probably perpetually happening until the rapture, uh, is our, or the barley harvest, I should say, because you know we're blessed enough to know that there's a first watch, a second watch, and a third watch. And I feel sorry for the tribulation saints, always will. I also feel sorry for the people that that will miss the barley harvest. I hope it's not any of us. Uh, we need to keep drawing in closer to Jesus and making it a very intimate relationship. And I, I like I said, I highly recommend that you sing to the Lord. Um, that when you're on your knees in prayer, that you th- you find a song that you think is suitable, and you just sing it right to Him. It'll increase your intimacy with Jesus. It will. It has with me, and I'm, I'm, I'm as, t- you know, I'm... I- <laughs> I'm as thick as a coconut sometimes. So, you know, if, it's, if it works for me, it'll work for you. Praise God. But anyway, we need to, that's where we need to put our focus, is our intimacy with the Lord, uh, more praise. I'm guilty as charged. I, sometimes I look, you know, I, I, I have, I don't want to call them habits, but I don't think they're habits. It's practices that I want to adjust. It's a little difficult. Each one of us have our own special, unique, challenging circumstances that we have to deal with, and it's part of our walk. Uh, And I'm not going to get into all of the dynamics. I have done that many, many times on prior shows, but we don't have the time for that this evening because we're blessed with so much – Material as usual, praise god and um, but you know it, it it does have a tendency to drag on I mean really, when you think about it, russia 's done a fabulous job now. My hypothesis uh, and I brought this up with on on the Robert Vandrias Mitchell program uh, when we were going back and forth is that i I believe it 's uh, putin 's use of remote viewers. Um, and there's a special on this uh, on Amazon Prime. Now they are, you know, they may not realize that they're tapping into the demonic realm, but that's what they're, that's what they are doing. Uh, but there's a special on the military application of remote viewers uh, on Prime. Uh, and you just have to search on third-eye spies, Uh, and it's very fascinating. But um, Russia still to this very day uses them, which is probably the only reason why they haven't, uh, you know, did a counter-strike with with, uh, tactical nukes or full-blown nukes yet, because we definitely we have broken what's called Russian's nuclear doctrine. They will never do a first strike. However, if they see the missiles heading directly at them, all bets are off. Okay, that's their doctrine. So if they see jets heading directly at them that are nuclear capable, well, you've, you've gone too far. At that point, they, they don't consider it a first strike. They think it, they, in their nuclear doctrine, in Russian nuclear doctrine, if they believe they're going to get struck and they see the evidence of it on a radar, they're going to return. They're going to re- they're going to launch the launch the missiles. Now we've already provoked them beyond that, and the, and I thought to myself, you know, and there's been a lot of concern raised about that, and I never really had a second thought, just mainly because of the prophecies, dreams, and visions and things that I've been holding on to, as dear uh, uh, to help guide me, and also the scripture uh, that backs them. You know, as close as possible. In some cases, you know, it does. In some cases, it's absent. Uh, it just depends. Uh, everything that's in the Bible is true, but not everything that's true is in the Bible. How well do you think of Jesus? So, but, 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 um, you know, I, I asked myself, well, gee whiz, you know, we, we, just, you know, NATO just sent, uh, you know, a sortie of nuclear bombers and you know uh, jets and such directly at Russia, uh, and they did not. Uh, follow through with their nuclear doctrine and strike back. Now, that was the intent. That's the intent of the Antichrist as he manipulates the uh, marionette strings of uh, this entity that refers to itself as Biden, but really has black eyes and as a shape-shifting reptilian. And I got the video proof of it. I mean, uh, somebody sent me a video. uh, They were zooming. The people that were filming the video zoomed in really close on the eyes of Biden while he was – babbling about whatever and he shapeshifted um right there his eyes turned into those of a viper which is uh you know captured in the testament of reuben from the dead sea scrolls uh and uh it's it's it, you know it, these kinds of things shouldn't even be surprising to us anymore as a matter of fact you know what's really amazing to me like i i i you know i Uh, Beyond any shadow of a doubt, I am absolutely beyond positive that the second seal, the third seal, the fourth seal are in progress, okay? They are all happening at the same time to some degree or another. Uh, And uh, that makes sense because, you know, Jesus can pop the scrolls on all seven seals and, and then they can roll out, which is where the contents are. They roll out together, right, in parallel, which is exactly what we're seeing. Uh, so we're seeing, to some degree, manifestations or early manifestations of World War III, which is the, you know, Behold a Pale Horse. We're seeing uh, animals attacking strange things like like uh, mountain lions attacking, uh, I don't know, you know jackals or whatever, in downtown cities, you know, in California, and all kind of weirdness like that. It, 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 every little bitty thing, really. The, the, the Bible today reads like a newspaper for those who are awake, and it should be very exciting to us. I know, I know, I know that Believe me, I know, believe me, I know what it's like to be, you know, like Sundays are tough for me because I, I come out of this, I try to unplug a little bit over the weekends and then I have to do the program and in the midst of doing the program, I have this deluge of negativity, ugliness, uh, all kinds of uh, sexual perversion that I have to report on. And I've even had, you know, believers and friends uh, that have listened to the radio show for years uh, say to me, well, you know, maybe you should take some, maybe you you should take some time off or, you know, you know, just all kinds of advice. And I, it's like, well, I can't because in 1972, that would be like direct. That would be like walking right up to God and saying, I know you told me to do this. But I don't want to do it no more. You don't do that. Okay, that's just not a good idea. All right. I won't give you the endless number of examples of people that basically did do things like that in the Bible and were killed by God immediately. And I'm not going to get into all that. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And never mind that Jesus said, you know, he who takes his hands off the plow and looks back is unfit for the kingdom of God. All right, so I know that I know that I know. I, I Look, in 72, my mom, I, I've talked about this gazillions of times. I don't even know how many. But in 72, at the age of 10, my mother had a dream about me. She only had two major events. The one was seeing the Antichrist, which was a mulatto man. She sat me down. I'm a 10-year-old. I'm a 10-year-old. It was at 39 Runyon Road, Hummelstown, Pennsylvania. You can look it up. All right, and it was in the kitchen of that house. She sat me down, and uh, she did. she had a dream. This two, two different times. One was a vision of the Antichrist, and she sat me down and she said, Johnny, now you have to understand my two sisters who are still alive, but much older than me, 20 years older than me, they don't know nothing of it. I didn't know that my mom didn't tell my sisters. And so when I brought it up, they were like looking at me like I had a third eye popping out of my ear or something, you know. So anyway, um, that's fine. But for me, it's like unbelievable. Well, not really unbelievable, but it's uh, astonishing. It's supremely supernatural. And it isn't your vision, but I'm sharing it with you because anything that happens in the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ as part of the body of Christ is for all of us. It's for all of our edification. And so I have a duty. To share share it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so at the age of seven, she she saw the Antichrist. She knew it was him. She said, Johnny, I had a vision of the Antichrist. She sat me down right there. She said, sit right here. Sit, Sit here. And she pulled up a chair beside me, and she looked me right in the eyes, and she said, I have had a vision of the Antichrist. And he is a mulatto man, and he is almost exactly your age. He is alive on the earth today. The Lord showed this to me. Now, it wasn't until like 40-plus like years later that, it, that that was brought back to my recollection. After Jonathan Cleck prophesied, he's probably one of the first people in the world that prophesied that Obama was the Antichrist, the real one, the MacDaddy, not one of those passing ones. I'm sorry if you don't believe it; that's fine. There is nothing in the Bible that says it. It does talk about us being of one accord, but you know, it, 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 you know, that we're never going to agree on everything because no humans do. All right, praise God. But anyway, and and but I do have a duty to share it. And and really, anybody who thinks about it, I mean, you know, really, if we go back in time, come on. did his inaugural speech in the Temple of Satan I'm sorry, it was the Temple of Zeus wait a minute, Zeus, Satan, Zeus, Satan Mm. sounds like the Temple of Satan to me Right there in the Denver Broncos Stadium, right down the road from the Horse of the Apocalypse with the glowing red eyes, outside of the Denver Airport. Come on, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. And then he disappears when he's doing his Abraham Lincoln train ride. Next thing you know, you hear he's he was over in in the United Kingdom. How did he get over in the United Kingdom so quick? Underground trains. Yeah, the Magneto Leviton trains. I was after we went up to the world's largest Masonic lodge in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep, 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 yep. So anyway, and of course he was born, uh, you know, as a uh, as a uh, you know a Kenyan. Uh, you know, we all know the whole Barry Sator story, and his and his mother, you know, worked at the Ford Foundation, which is a CIA front. It's it's all set up. It's black ops. It's it's. It, he tours the only president in the history of the world. The only president was ever taken into the actual pyramids. Okay, and he's like, I got the I got the audio of when he was there, and he's like pointing to one of the the sculptures or whatever on the side of the pyramid inside the pyramid, going, "Hey, he looks kind of like me." <laughs> I'm like thinking. You're not surprised. You know exactly who you are. All right. So anyway, but Satan has not incarnated into him yet. When the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, let the reader beware. What's the holy place? It's the human body. The temple body, temple body, temple body. Not a third Solomon's temple. Don't make that mistake. If you make that mistake, you are going to miss. You're going to be like all the other pre-trib rapture people that are sitting around waiting for them to start chopping heads of red heifers off, and you know as if Peter wouldn't you know parachute down on them with an entire platoon of like angry protesters. You know it's, it's, nobody has any common sense when they read their Bible. I'm sorry, it, it, but but anyway, don't be deceived by Third Solomon Sem- Temple satanic trick because that ain't happening. All right, um, and oh gosh, the Lord keeps showing me more and more stuff. But I and anyway, praise Jesus. For that. So we're past that. We know that that Obama is in fact the Antichrist. And then my mother also had, just to circle back, in 72, it was the same year when I was 10 years old. It was right after I'd received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which was at the age of nine. And she sat me down a second time. This was only, you know, in all the time that I spent with her, which is a lot, you know, a lot of years, uh, you know, she uh, had a second one. And she said, I had this big dream, you know, this dream, and it was all about you, Johnny, and I wrote it all down, kind of like the whole Joseph thing. And, and she, she wrote it all down, and, and she just didn't understand what it was, the meaning of it. So um, Gerald Durstein, who was uh, an evangelist and minister that uh, had uh, uh, ministries uh, set up all over the East Coast and would travel to Florida and then back up to Pennsylvania and spent a lot of time in Grace Chapel uh, at the time. You know, my mom knew it, you know, uh, they were, you know, buddies and they'd talk and that kind thing and, and she she wrote down the dream and handed it to gerald durstein gerald durstein took it went on you know one of his missionary deals and whatever comes back and then says to, to my mom uh the lord has revealed what this dream means and it, he has told me what it is uh and he he explained it to my mother and then my mother sat me down and she said johnny the interpretation of the dream was that you were going to become a well-known end times preacher or something like that. I don't know if she said pastor, preacher. What's the difference anyway? Um, but anyway, and you will be unmarried. Now, I'm not going to tell you about the whole journey and all the missteps because that we all – anyway. But, but here I am. Okay, or or as Isaiah said, "Here am I." Isaiah, <laughs> what is it, six eight? Anyway, praise God. But um, you know, and it's so mind blowing. So like, I can't take work off from from God. You know what I mean? I would love to have somebody parachute down and drop you know two million dollars on my front porch, but that's not how God works, <laughs> right? You know. Um, and so you know, we're kind of you know when 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 our heavenly Father says, hey, you know, I mean, how can I, no, come on. I mean, really, there's two things, two, for sure, that I will never, ever, ever falter on, I will never have a second guess about, and that is Obama is the Antichrist, uh, and, the, and born in the land of the Nubian pharaohs, was prophesied by the Iwalu prophecy in 1918, which is also known as the Son of Kenya prophecy, that he was going to come into power over the United States and destroy it. What do you see happening now? Walu prophecy came true. It's already in progress. All right. So um, anyway, uh, you know, I, so I can't quit no matter what. And yeah, it's a, it's a bummer sometimes, you know, to 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 try, you know, to be enjoying a little bit of time and disconnecting and unplugging from all of the ugly stuff that's going on. Don't get don't get me wrong. I stay plugged in a lot. All right, but I'm just saying a lot more than a lot of people do. I think, but. Um, but everybody needs to unplug a little bit and just spend some time in praise and prayer and maybe even watch a good clean movie once in a while just to, just to forget about all the
0: wars and rumors
1: of wars and strange uh lgbt lmnop entities from the bowels of sheol trying to i mean all of the horrible things that we, that are happening all around us uh and then when you have to plug back in again it's like it's almost it's kind of traumatic but you know but the, that's when you really got to embrace The fact that, you know, we're getting so close to our departure right now. I mean, really, as you see, as far as I I, look, as best as I can tell, I don't know when it's going to break. I don't know if we're going to have to go through Trump 2024. I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to arrest him? Are they going to call the grand jury over the whole Mar-a-Lago deal? You know, um, know, there's all kinds of threats flying all over the place. But it always seems somehow that he gets out of it every time, doesn't it? And no matter how positive all of the pundits and experts and legal and lawyers and lawmakers and everybody, and they're out. And he is he's. Guilty, blah, 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 blah. And then nothing ever happens. He goes out and buys a new 757 with Trump on the side of it. And he's going around doing, you know, his magga, 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 magga thing. I don't really care. To me, it's irrelevant okay? Um, I, it, to me, it's like, I worship Jesus. I worship our Father. I'm a sojourner. Philippians 3.20 says that my citizenship is in heaven. Uh, that my, my book of James clearly states that if I'm friends with the earth, I'm at an enmity with God, and that's the last place I want to be. So at the end of the day, I really don't care what happens on the earth, okay? This is an alien, demon-infested, stinkhole, and we all know it. Hallelujah. Now, that being said, We do have a job because Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Well, that's what what our calling is. We are sojourners. We're not from here. We're the aliens. Well, not that there aren't other ones, but I'm just saying, you know, we are not from here. We are not staying here, okay? Thank you, Jesus, for that wonderful revelation and epiphany, because if we can embrace that and we can see how close we are, compare it. Compare it pre-pandemic. Think about where we were in 2017, 2018, 2019 even. Remember how we were talking about on this program? If you do remember, praise God, how I I, I was bringing up almost all the time about the Uh, impossible, oh gosh, uh, you know, it was the impossible uh, 343 blood moon pattern that was going to end on 2019. Well, you know, I, and, and I don't know if you remember that, but if you do remember it, um, it, good for you, because it occurred to me when I went back and thought about the 343 impossible, mathematically impossible uh, blood moon pattern that ended on uh, 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 about January of 2019, and then it hit me. Holy mackerel. I mean, think about this. That 343 blood blood moon impossibly, there is no possible way, mathematically speaking, that that blood moon pattern, you know, people get all, you know, writing books and going on Jim Baker show, and they go get all flipped out over, you know, a biblical blood moon uh, tetrad like we had, in which ended with the super blood moon uh, in 2015. Now, everybody gets, uh, you know, up, but... Let me tell you something. That 343 three mathematically impossible, you think, that, you think that biblical blood moon tetrad is rare. There's nothing more rare than the 343 three pattern. Now, that, we had talked about that in great detail um, uh, back in 2019, kind of wondering or, or anticipating what that might mean as far as our, our imminent departure, etc. Look at that date. That's pretty much really at the point. You got to really kind of get your head around this, okay? Pandemic. Get it? Now, why would that be such a, well, because blood moons usually are kind of like warnings of really bad times. But Everybody was focused on the biblical blood moon tetrad that was, you know, that ended on 2015, uh, you know, September of 2015. Everyone was focused, That was what they were writing the books about. Everybody else. So Christianity, by and large, completely missed the three, four, three blood moon pattern that had occurred over the prior, like, I don't know, five or six years or whatever. I have to go back and look at the diagram again. But. At the time, I was kind of disappointed because I was like expecting something significant to happen in 2019. Hindsight's 2020, the pandemic. Okay, blood moons are typically harbingers of darker times. That's usually, you know, that's usually the mantra that goes along with them. Now, that being said, what could have been much... Wow. I mean like wow. Three four three blood moon pattern ends in January of twenty nineteen, then out comes the pandemic. That pandemic was the first time since Noah's flood that our heavenly father allowed judgments to come upon the entire world. That is an amazing turning point. I mean, really, it's 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 the biggest turning point in the history of the world since Adam and Eve. Really? Okay, you know, maybe minus the Noah's flood. All right, you know, but the point is that God lifted his hand of protection obviously off the entire world obviously. And what do you what what do we have? Bioweapons attacks against mankind. People are still dropping dead to this day. Okay, and and you know, and anyway, I'm not going to get into that cuz I'm sick of that subject, but the, the, the thing about it is and there's more coming by the way, so don't throw your masks away yet. If you ever have to leave your house, but anyway, um, the point is that after all, it turns out that the three-four-three blood moon pattern was the MacDaddy, the MacDaddyest of them all, and Christianity and churchianity by, did not see it. We were blessed. I don't even remember how I was uh, given it, Uh, but somebody sent me a link at one point. I even tried to get the guy that uh, had discovered it on the show, but that didn't work out. But anyway, it's the biggest turning point, biblical turning point of the end times since Noah's Flood. Now, if that doesn't give you joy and excitement in your heart about the imminence of our eventual departure, hopefully as part of the barley harvest, because you certainly don't want to be here for the wheat harvest. You know, if you're anywhere, uh, located anywhere near the water or in a brick building or whatever, you know, when that meteor, when that Ephraim Rodriguez meteor start kicks off the day of the Lord, the great earthquake in Revelation 6 verse 12, and this, the sun will turn black as sackcloth of hair, there's your three days of darkness. The the, the the sky will roll up like a scroll. There's your Bikini Islands nuclear war event. And then you've got, uh, uh, and stars will fall from the sky like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind. Whoops, those are the same stars that are in Revelation 12. What a day. Fallen angelic beings coming down to the earth. Isn't it fascinating that there are so many movies that are prophetic? You've got the movie uh, Without, um, without uh, oh, dog, dagnabbit, let me move my little, there we go. Uh, my little uh, prompting post-it note here is torn up. Uh, without warning, that's one movie. Another one's called Battle LA, you know that one. Another one's called How the End Begins. Another one is Where the Worlds. By the way, uh, uh Healer 7 had, had a vivid vision that, of exactly that happening uh, on the Earth. Uh, well, what you saw was uh, weather people all over the world freaking out because of strange uh, alien lightning storms and things happening. Which which is in the beginning, of course, of War of the World. But then you have the other one called Greenland, which, which, uh, which, by the way, was yet another movie where you had essentially meteors falling down from the sky and then manifesting into alien creatures and starting to slaughter mankind. All right, so, uh, you know, again, look at where we are. Just look where we are. Now, why am I leaning on this so hard right now? Because, you know, I'm getting communications from people that I love very much, and I have talked to me and been my friends over messengers and things like that. I mean, I live a very secluded life. Okay, I'm talking. You know, when it comes to seclusion, you know, um, uh, Elijah had nothing on me. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my my surroundings are a uh, little cleaner and nicer than l- hanging out in the cave, of course. But I'm just saying that you know, and and a lot of us are like that. Even if we're in a family or we have a big family or whatever, we're not able to talk to them about the things that we know about because, of course, we'll be alienated, ostracized, called names, and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, at the end of the day, sometimes the most lonely place is in a room full of 100 people that are supposed to be really close to you. I get that. I understand that. All right, praise God. But, but here's the thing. We're going – You know, we're, part of this journey that we're on is that we have to gobble down the goo. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. It's a a duplicitous life whereby we're walking in Christ. We have to get to a place where we are truly focused on the things above, truly focused on our salvation, truly focused upon the things that we ought to be excited about, but never forgetting that our calling is to love people, change their lives, give until it hurts, touch them, In whatever way that you can, make sure you give Jesus credit because you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for Jesus in you anyways. And walk the walk and wait because God will put you on holy ground eventually if he hasn't thus far. And I'm sure he probably has most people. But I'm just saying, sometimes our calling is – it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Okay, that's why it says in First Corinthians three, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and whatever. Your works will be tested of what sort they are, and the Greek word means quality. Okay, so anyway, w- w- looking at the whole gigantamundus big picture here, what we ought to be doing is going, wow, this is pretty darn exciting. Now, granted, I mean, we got to gobble down a lot of goo, we got to look at a lot of stuff, we got to hear news that is just, you know, ugh, you know, and and, and uh, I I got to do the job that God pick me to do. I don't have a choice. I got to do it. You know, come, uh, as they say, heck or high water, you know, whether or not I'm in some beat-up old, you know, Winnebago with my two dogs, okay, (laughs) doing like the Charlie Frost thing in the movie 2012, you know, one way or the other, I'm going to have to do this until I die because he who takes his hands from the file and looks back is unfit for the kingdom of God, and I ain't taking no chances on that one. Unless an angel or the Lord or something comes down upon me and says, oh! John, you have now been chosen to do this. You're going to be an apple farmer. <laughs> okay. Why, well, you know, but what are the odds, really? I mean, it's not going to happen. So anyway, um, uh, so I, the reason why I'm trying to pep talk everyone a little bit right now is because I'm getting a uh, disproportionately large number of folks who are going through stages that I went through, you know how five stages of grief and all that kind of stuff, we can't get out of the flesh, we're stuck in the flesh, we're stuck with it, we're stuck with it, okay, and I won't even go into, I mean, that's a whole Romans teaching, that's a whole, you know, uh, watchman knee deal uh, from Romans to understand, you know, that we're kind of stuck with it, all right, Uh, but, but, when you you know, hopefully we in our sanctification process come to a place where we can fight off the natural tendency to frustration and depression and feeling sorry for ourselves and all that other stuff, which is the enemy of us walking the way that our heavenly Father wants us to walk. And I am leaning on this now because I am seeing an uptick, a noteworthy uptick, in a lot of people, not you know, um, that are getting so darn depressed that it's um it's it's very troubling, and I understand it. Because I've been there, uh, you know, like I like I've said many times before, there's no better place for a drug addict to get brought to Jesus than through another ex drug addict. Right. So when you have when you've been there, done that, you're uniquely qualified. You, you know, you might say, oh, no, I can't believe I fell that bad. I can't believe I made those mistakes. I can't believe. But you know what? God is going to use that. All right, and, um, and it becomes part of our testimony. It makes us each uniquely qualified to be able to talk to somebody and to witness to them, to minister to them, and to touch them, to see exactly the right thing at exactly the right time. It's all part of planting those seeds that need to be planted to bring more and more people home to our kingdom. And our awesome Father and our Lord, who, who is our friend, is the lover of our souls, the advocate. He's fighting for us. He's praying for us. I can see it right now. I can imagine Jesus right there in the cloud of witnesses going, come on, let's pray for him now. They're getting down in the dumps. They're getting depressed. They're not able to keep it. You've got to pray. Pray, 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 pray. I can see Jesus rooting them on, rooting them on, rooting them on. Hallelujah. All right. And we all have to, you know, it's a fight. It really is a fight. But get excited, man, because think about it. 343 Blood Moon Tetrad happened in January of 2019. God lifted his hand of protection off of the world. He allowed a bioweapons attack against all of mankind. First, that is major. Talk about the most major turning point of the end times Ever. That should be very exciting to us. We should also be excited about all the things. Look, look, look! Did you know that the Russian coat of arms—it's on, you know, the, the flags. They have different flags, but there's one in particular that is the most formal one that has their coat of arms on it. And they, you know, the Russian lore behind it is, oh, that Saint George slaying the dragon. Okay, let's examine it a little closer. Okay, there's a dude wearing a – so he's essentially a superhero, and he has a big old spear, and he's sticking it right into a dragon. Now, that that to me is a Draco reptilian, all right? And he's surrounded by the double-headed phoenix, which is a, a representative symbol of Satan in the New World Order, the Great Reset. It doesn't get any better than that. The second seal actually says that God gave the red horse or, you know, the rider of the red horse or whatnot. uh, God gave him the sword to go out and kill and destroy and all that other stuff. All right? This is movement of our father. The the global financial collapse that we all see uh, in progress, the collapse of the petrodollar, all of these things that looks like Biden is tripping over his – no, it's all strategically planned. It's been planned for hundreds of years. And we're seeing it all happen, all right? And, th- and that's, but would it be allowed to happen if God was stopping it? Absolutely not. God isn't stopping it. That's the cool thing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We have entered into a time where we ought to be looking at the Bible and going, wow, instead of looking at everything around us in the news reports and going, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. We've got to shift the way that we're thinking. We've got to renew our minds and realize that this is the most exciting time for all of us. We've been waiting for this for over a decade. And here we are. We've got to shake it off. I'm preaching to myself, by the way. <laughs> I may have to like take an audio bite of this and just like put it on my phone and make it a ringtone. Because <laughs> I do. I preach it to myself when I do these shows. Because after all, I can't see the people that are out there. I know you're out there. I see the grass on the charts. That's about all I see. And an occasional email, and I praise God for every one of them. And I pray for every one of the people. If you you lift me up, I I pray for all of the listeners regularly. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I want every single – why would we even bother going through all this stuff, listening to these programs, and not strive as hard as we can in every manner of behavior, thought, to be exactly like Jesus, and to love him, and to love our Father, and to draw Him closer and want to know him better, and, you know, and praise, and really be excited about the times that we're in right now, and that is a very difficult transition, and so I bring that up because, uh, first and foremost, a lot of people are where I was, uh, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not going to, you know, have my ups and my downs. I will. I'm not saying that God is, you know, through with me yet. He's not. I'm sure I'll go through all kinds of refiners fire. I don't know what's next, but something, maybe, for sure, pr- pretty much for sure. All of us. We just have to be prepared for it. All right. But don't let it get you down. God is focused on bringing back as many people as he possibly can. That's why he's going to that's why this is all in the Bible. That's why we're walking it. We're living it. We're this is it this is it okay this is the first time in the last 11 years really when I've come to the epiphany that really we should be excited because we are truly getting close okay I'm not gonna get into the soon thing and how annoying that can be and it's, it's an ambiguous word at best and you're gonna go home soon what does that mean 10 years 20 years we don't know you know uh, is, is Trump gonna get arrested and then somebody's gonna shoot him like Robert Kennedy you know uh, before he even makes it to the 2024 thing and, and and you know caused a civil war that was seen by David wolf Christian, Dimitri Dudeman in the United States of America and other people as well. We don't know the exact order of things, but what we definitely, definitely do know is that we are progressing now. And my goodness gracious, if you compare where we are right now from reading your Bible and looking at where we, you know, just the progression of things, we are now in a point where, look, I have written for 11 years and over 4,000 radio shows. This is what the, the introduction to the show says. It's, it's canned. I wrote it once and I use it every single show. Join Johnny Baptist while he discusses the empirical events across the world leading up to World War III, the trickery and deceit of the New World Order, and the bizarre weirdness of the fallen angelic UFO phenomenon as we plunge headfirst into the forthcoming apocalypse and the seven seals of Revelation chapter 6. That has been canned language for all 4,000 plus radio shows since summer of 2011 when this program started. Canned language. But we're there now. That's the thing. Okay? That, that's the difference. We're actually there. We've already plunged headfirst into Revelation chapter 6. We're already deep into all of that discourse. Okay? I, I, don't, I don't know what, you know, when, you know, when Jesus said this is the beginning of sorrows, that obviously implies that there's a sorrows period. The question is, when is that? We don't know. Um, all all we can say for sure is that at the end of the third seal, which is talking about the global financial collapse, which we all know is in progress, it says, do not harm the oil or the wine. Well, that's the bride. So the bride of Jesus Christ is on the earth at the end of the global financial collapse, which ain't going to be any fun. Okay? that's It's just going to be awful. But anyway, all that being said… That kind of gives us a marker in the six seals, or in seven seals, you know, in chapter chapter 6 of Revelation. It, it gives us a, a marker to let us know how close we actually are to being eligible to leave, right? Which is exciting, but at the same time, we have to have a heart for the lost and touch them and say things and plant seeds. And yes, they might wrinkle up their nose and roll their eyes and tell all their friends that you're some sort of a psychopath that ought to have a $2.75 trillion uh, judgment against you like Alex Jones. (laughs) But, you know, it's part part of suffering for Christ. Praise God. And you don't have to beat people over the head with the Bible. You know, that little tagline that I have in my email is still true to, the, to this day. And I, um, let's see. Yeah, we are fishers of men. Fishermen don't bang gongs and scream to catch fish. They wisely bait their hooks and capture the imagination of the fish. Huh? And that's what we all got to do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Anyway, on that note, uh, kids, you there? All right. all right all right kids, kids real quick, and um uh, thank goodness uh Diana is so patient she'll she will she's a great guest we i i don't all I can say is hallelujah, I don't know how i got i i I'm not gonna go into it. <laughs> I could sit here and list out about 100 reasons why I've been so 20,000 leagues under the sea looking up from the bottom of the Mariana Trench, but I am just very, very happy that we're bringing Diana on. I am excited. Thank you, Jesus. She's one of my favorite guests. Hallelujah. Now, kids, what did one volcano say to the other? I lava you. <laughs> I lava you? That's kind of weird. What do you think, kids? Come on. Think about it. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Kids, what building in New York has the most stories? Chrysler Building? The Public Library. <laughs> come on, kids. you got to give me a little bit of credit for that one. Kids, come on. Let's work with me here. Good grief. Banky, put down that notepad. You're messing things up for me again, son. No ice cream for you. Okay, no, I'm just joking. No, 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 no. Don't take... uh, You can have ice cream. It's all right. Uh, Okay, 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 okay. All right, kids, what do you call a ghost true love? His ghoul friend. Okay. This is no excuse for participating in Halloween. Okay, but you're Jesus, kids, and you're... That's right. Your mom and dad can just go buy you a big bag of candy, and you'll be just as happy. As long as there are some tasty cake, butterscotch, crimpets in there. Right, kids? (laughs) I know. The world's greatest pastry ever made. Right, kids? Okay, see? See? I knew it. They know it. I know it. Man, don't get any better than that. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's just go ahead and... Well, dive headfirst into the Revelation chapter 6, amen? Hallelujah, here we go. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please?
3: It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is Game over.
1: From Wings of Prophecy, just praise him, October twentieth, 2022. Glory be to Jesus. And oh, my goodness, my telegram is, oh, hey, cool. All right, I I got it. All right. Um, And hello there, uh, my good friend and uh, inside media specialist on Odessa. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so anyway, um, stay ready. All right, I'm going to read this prophecy because I believe this one as well is, uh, is anointed. Praise God. It says, my true children see the handwriting on the wall. You recognize the signs of my soon return and await it joyfully. Ah, huh? Takes a transition. It's all right. Work on it. Work on it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Many who claim to be mine but know me not deny this fact, and it will bring them suffering in the end. They desire the world and not me and will experience what, it, what is to come unless they come to know me. Now, do you think putting all your, you know, praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, please put Donald Trump back into the White House. Do you think the Lord's appreciating you saying that? I don't think so. All right. So anyway, because that's very earthly minded. We should be excited about the end times. We should be excited about the manifestation. The Bible reads like a newspaper. We should be excited about the fact that we're going home soon. That's really all that matters bringing more people with us the best that we can. And don't underestimate the power of your prayers. In fact, praying for God to send angels into people's dreams and visions of the night, like Job 33, 14, and 15 says, is probably one of the most powerful ways to get souls saved in the entire universe. It goes on to say, and I quote, My precious children, how I long to have you all home here with me. Cool. All of heaven awaits your homecoming with great joy and much preparation. Um, don't forget my Andy Scandies. Andy Scandies! Put Andy Scandies over on my little section wherever I'm going to be, probably in the very back. I'm <laughs> sure. Oh, hallelujah. You will not be on the earth much longer. Hmm. Wait a minute. I got to hear that again. You will not be on the earth much longer. Kids?
2: <laughs>
1: there you go. And I quote, it goes on to say, stay ready to leave, as a bride awaiting her uh, groom should. Some of you will leave one way, and some of you will leave in another. But soon your time on the earth will be done, and you will leave all the sorrows behind you. Cling to me more than ever each day, and you will be ready. I hope you heard that. I don't want any single person who has ever listened to any program from this show miss The Barley Harvest. Praise God. Because there's going to be – oh, and by the way, when it (laughs) says some of you will leave one way and some another, what it means is you're going to die. Rains on the just and the unjust. Oh no, there's meteors coming down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll be running around like a crazy person, like with my arms in the air and praising God and one of them things will just bop me right on it. head. <laughs> you know what? And I'm not gonna be any you know, I'll be just standing there in heaven going like, Now check that out <laughs> You know? So this is, you know, no matter what. Oh, but I wanna fly through the sky. Okay, fine. I'll take it any way I can get it. Hallelujah. All right, praise Jesus. Let's go into the apocalyptic news. And just remember, this is all good news. All right? All right, Santa Claus is dead and originally buried in Turkey, and now we know where. So um, uh, you kids, do you care much about this? They're talking about St. Nicholas, and they think they found his grave and all that kind of – does that matter to you guys at all? Okay. Okay. Because you guys put up Jesus trees at Christmas time, don't you? You Put like angels on them and all that kind of stuff, right? (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Um, Looking at the time, I am not going to play this audio. I'm going to save it for the next uh, program. Great uh, dialogue here, at least part of it, uh, from Glenn Beck and regarding the uptick of Christian persecution here in the United States of Babylon the Great. Um also um this one's very short. Oh, it's so disgusting though. I will I will just read it and then I, I might play the audio on the next one. But it's Tucker Carlson and he has a guest on there and they're talking about this my least favorite. Oh, so disgusting. Anyway, this is something I'm reading this is this is published by The Blaze and it says this is something that was overtly I don't even want to use the word. They clearly said all ages. I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. Basically, this um, LGBT um, cross-dressing creepy stuff they're doing with kids, they're really turning up the volume with it. Okay? It's not just happening in some whacked-out place in California now. It's all over the country. Yep. And um, it's about as disgusting as it can get. Uh, A friend of mine sent me a uh, video over Telegram, which is oftentimes unfriendly like Facebook as far as sharing it outside of Telegram. But, you know, some things you just can't unsee. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. Oh, 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 this one gets a fanfare. Now, I have not been shy, and I'm willing to eat crow. You kids know how much I dearly love crow. Now, all that being said, uh, I am predicting that there will not be a red tidal wave. And, yeah, I mean, there will be. There will be a lot of people voting, but it ain't going to matter. I don't think that – there's going to be any change in November. I know all the pillow prophets in the Seven Mountains people and all the ones from this list and that list are out there because my sisters love them. And, uh, and uh, you know, and they're all saying it. Donald Trump is going to get beamed right into, you know, like they've been saying for the last X number of years. And it hasn't happened, even though they had, you know, tea party with Jesus, you know, the day before. <coughs> my prediction is, and, and we'll stay, I will eat the crow if necessary, that, the uh, republicans will not win power back in november now in fact i believe that the antichrist will be allowed to continue to destroy one quarter of the world which is captured in the scripture on behold a pale horse which is you know the west uh, and um because this is the plan this you know you got the phoenix You've got to burn the phoenix to the ground to rise up the new world order, okay? And anyway, so, um, so I just – so in all of that, okay, you might – there's – so I'm just going to share this with you, okay? Here we go. Pennsylvania County sues Dominion Voting Systems for unauthorized Python script and foreign IP addresses inside the systems. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I've been telling the people listening to this program that the Dominion voting systems are still there. They haven't done a thing about them. And now we have absolute beyond any shadow of a doubt evidence that they are compromised and they have foreign IP addresses accessing them in the voting booth. Still think we're going to win? Oh, here's another one. Praise God. China, CONAX shocking backdoor access into the United States election data network diagram. So here's another headline, uh, giving extremely high levels of detail about how uh, they are, uh, you know, they have this labyrinthine um, hack. We'll just leave it at that. Labyrinthine hack, very complex. And, they, and they're and they going to be able to remote control. So, so you got Pennsylvania suing Dominion. That ain't gonna go nowhere. That never does. They're just gonna toss it out as they always do because they're owned by the global satanic crime syndicate. Either they're on the payroll, the judges, or they, you know, get that like you know, call in the middle of the night where it's like you know they're they're sitting here and it's they're trying to get to sleep and all of a sudden the phone rings. We will cut the hand off of your daughter and send it to you. What's he gonna do? All right, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. So they own, they own it. It's game it, 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 it over. All right, next one up. All right, half of voters are motivated. This is another contributor. Okay, so all I'm doing is I'm reading you some simple information. I've been saying this for a long time. Now here's more. So you got the Dominion voting machines that are still everywhere, and they're totally hacked, and they're starting to discover how totally hacked they are. But it's too late because. You know, Global St. crimes Crime Syndicate. Okay, there you go. All right, now, Axios reports that half of the voters are motivated, half of the voting population of the United States of Babylon the Great are motivated by what? The demise of Roe versus Wade. Sixty percent of the Christian church believes that it's okay to kill babies. Sorry, but it's a fact. Now, Not only do you have that, but then you also have this emergency petition that was sent up before the Supreme Court to block Biden's student loan program. Now, most people would just read that and say, oh, well, you know, whatever. Um, uh, You know, I I, I don't I had to pay my student loan or whatever. And let me clear some things up. A very, 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 very motivated and large group of voters in the United States of Babylon the Great are Gen Xers, Gen Zers, and Millennials. And I'm here to tell you, when they, when when Biden comes out with his black demonic eyes and says, "I'm not, I'm going to take away your student loan debt," okay, and then the Republicans are like going, "No, no, take it before the Supreme Court, block it, block it, block it." What do you think is going to happen? It's another catalyst. It's another thing to make the Gen XZ millennials grunt to the polls so that they can get back their Roe versus Wade rights and uh, the the chances they're going to have loan forgiveness. These are motivators. So you've got those going on in concert with these completely hacked voting machines. They don't even need to have drop boxes. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Israeli officials claim to have destroyed ninety percent of Iran's military operation in Syria. So they were awfully quiet there for a while, and I was thinking to myself, well, they were doing this F thirty-five sorties to practice to you know go in and take out the Fordow facility with tactical nukes, which of course Russia would see that as a violation of their of their nuclear doctrine because Iran is you know. One of their buddies, Uh, you know, uh, anyway, so who knows? Who knows what the remote viewers are telling Putin? But anyway, next one up. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Poland is assembling troops on the Belarusian border. So Poland is going in. They're dressing up like Ukrainians and they're going in and, you know. Uh, it's it's oh by the way all the stuff hearing on the news as I've been saying all along is incorrect it, all the stuff from CNN and Fox and everything all the all the uh, Babylonian uh, Babylon the Great you know blah 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 the Western media uh, what they're saying about Russia is a lie I've been watching very closely through Telegram and people that are on the ground there and you know they have already moved past uh, Kerchon Now, if you don't know the geography of the Ukraine, Kherson and um, – what's the other place? I can't remember. Yeah, 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 Nikolaev. Okay? I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but Kherson was a – it was like Mariupol. They had to take Kherson. And Kherson, that was the one that they pulled away from because they realized they needed more troops. Well, guess what? They just mowed over Kherson. (laughs) They literally just walked right over it. Okay, so they totally own Kherson and all the regions around that. Now they're moving uh, directly into Nikolaev, and then they're heading into Odessa. And then they will own the entire coastline of the Black Sea which essentially cuts cuts off you. <laughs> it's it's absolutely um, well, it's amazing. All right, praise God. Now, for the people that are over there, I feel sorry for them and I pray for them all the time and um and we all ought to be. Okay? Uh but I'm just saying as far as biblical prophetic uh you know, th- this is Bible prophecy in the works. I mean, I, I have I have I have my 1972, 33 and a half LP album sitting right across from me with a very young-looking Jack Van Impey. My goodness, he looks about your age, kids. I mean, do, do, what do you think? I know he looks like you guys. 72, I think it was around that. Praise God! I think he did. All right, next um, next headline up. All right, Russian troops thwart Ukrainian attempts to assault Nikolaev uh, uh, and uh, 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 Kri- Krival Rog. Now I don't see that on my map, the Krival Rog deal, but uh, Nikola Nikolaev or whatever I do see that. Our Nikolaev, Nikolaev. Okay, there you go. All right, so anyway, uh, so there you go. So they're they're almost to the point where they've taken over Nikolaev, which means the next stop is Odessa. And then, probably Kiev. <laughs> because at this point they're 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 not gonna let you know <clears throat> they're, they're gonna you know. They're going to put in their own control. They're going to get rid of the Western influence and all that kind of stuff. But I think the provocations will continue, and I believe at some point they will probably just say, and to heck with it, and they'll move all the way into Istanbul, if you will, Turkey, uh, as was predicted in a vision by the Vilna gayon long ago. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. When that's all going to happen, I don't know. Round and around and around she goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Thousands marching. wild Washington to support protesters in Iran. So, it, you know, I mean, what does that mean? Not necessarily anything in particular, except uh, it certainly supports the concerns raised by the Iranian leadership that the United States of Babylon the Great is behind all of their misery. All right. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, you're right. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Next one up. British farmers I a a replacement for crops, according to The Guardian. It's costing them too much money to even attempt to to plant Crops, so now they're actually some of them are looking at options such as becoming windmills and clean energy and solar panel farms and things like that because there's more money in it and they're starving. All right, but it's it's all part of the fulfillment of the third seal and our imminent departure. Praise God, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah. Next one up. All right, Christmas turkeys are at risk, according to the United Kingdom farmers, and I, you know, again, turkeys, turkeys, turkeys 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 get your turkeys now if you can all right next one up hallelujah russia shogu warns of quote uncontrolled escalation in the ukrainian conflict now Of course, the lying, seething, reptilian West is denying this, but according to Russian intelligence sources, which happen to be very good, right up there with the Mossad, um, they uh, have intel coming in. It says that the... uh, you know, the Azov Bandera Nazis are getting ready to explode a nuclear uh, dirty bomb and blame it on Russia to escalate and, you know, invoke uh, NATO Article 5 and blah, 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 blah. You know, so when when Russia says that they they have, you know, intel, pay attention. Thank you, Jesus. We all got to watch. out. Watch out! Okay, I am awakened, boy, that just about blew my ears out. I got a headphones on here, buddy. All right, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Tuberculosis has surpassed COVID as the biggest killer, according to uh, an expert. And we can read through that, but there's a big rise of TB out there, which is very deadly. We also have a big rise in polio. We also have two deaths uh, now, I forget exactly where, of monkeypox. Uh, Is it the regular monkeypox? I doubt it. Um, I have my official T-shirt that says donkeypox, and it has an elephant on it. I, I, I don't want to wear it out in public because somebody will probably beat me to a fruit-juicy pulp, and I'm just not into that. All right, next one up. All right, stop pushing World War III dialogue. Netizens slammed the United States war games near Romania and Ukraine border. See, this is breaking the nuclear doctrine of Russia. If it wasn't – I really believe if it wasn't for their remote viewers, they probably would have launched already. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Jerusalem Post reports Iranian hackers claim to have, to have obtained files of Iran's dirty nuclear projects. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty Im- impeaching. But no surprises here. We know what's coming. We know they're practicing with the F-35s to go in and take out, you know, to use tactical nukes on, on Ferdow. It's coming. Oh, man, and no, oh, North Korea, boy, they are out of control. I mean, boy, you know, the sinking of the, 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 the American uh, aircraft carrier? Pfft, that could happen any time. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Euro News reports, tens of thousands gather in Berlin to protest against the Iranian regime. Starting to see a pattern here? I wonder if it could lead to Gog and Magog. I don't know. Wait a minute. Gog and Magog is World War Three. Oh, sure it would. Okay, praise God. Thank- All of these things are catalysts. Next thing up. Ukraine confiscates Russian cargo ships. (laughs) I ain't even going there. (laughs) They're going to get to eating their lunch and popping the bag. Next one up. Biden administration wants national security review of Elon Musk's businesses. Now, why would they go and do that? Because there's something about him like supporting free speech that they don't like. So they're going to do, they're going to treat Elon Musk like they're treating Alex Jones. All right, next one up. Polio virus resurfaces in London after 40 years. Is it only going to be London? Where is it all going to be? How many of them are going to come out? What about the gain of function of the Boston uh, uh, University and how they, 80% of the mice are now dying from COVID? think that's going to get out? Hmm. Place your bets. Place your path. <laughs> anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Saudi Prince has chilling message for the West. Uh-oh, that's us. Following Biden's consequences and threats. And basically they said to the West, anybody that challenges the existence of this country and kingdom, Saudi Arabia, all of us, we are products of jihad and martyrdom, the prince said in his video. That's my message to anybody that thinks they can threaten us. Now, you might say that, well, Biden's just a bumbling old man, but no. That was strategically done by the Antichrist Obama. All right? So, praise the Lord. Next one up. Inflation is pushing half of Americans to consider second jobs. Um No, I'll just get myself an RV and, you know, become like Charlie Frost. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right. CBS News reports. It's going to be a rough winter. Hospitals are overwhelmed with pediatric patients with respiratory viruses. And, um... You know, I, I don't know. I can tell you that the news report that I saw, you, you never really know exactly. What it says is hospitals in 33 states are seeing a dra- dramatic rise in children, five and under, uh, from a respiratory virus known as RSV. Okay, cases have more than doubled in 25 states. How much is true? We don't know. Is it bad? Sounds like it is. But in the, uh, But when you mingle it with all the other stuff going on, I mean, it's like – Right, all right. Praise God. Next one up. words, Breaking news: Sandy Hook families are now seeking 2.75 trillion dollars, in addition to the billion that they have already asked from Alex Jones. <sighs> I guess nobody has ever heard the um, the old saying: "You can't sp- squeeze blood from a beet." Uh, the symbolism. The symbolism. Oh. An apocalypse now? The horror. The horror. <laughs> new York City announces first two monkeypox linked deaths and gives virus a new acronym. Oh, gee, goody, goody. What is the new acronym? I don't even know if I even care. Uh, you know, they they just, they, 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 whatever. All right, next one up. Uh, United States State Department gives $20,600 to fund drag theater performances. Oh, but here's the best part. They're doing it in Ecuador. So how many other countries are they doing it? See, they're not satisfied just corrupting. No, they want the whole world to sink into a satanic pit. And, you know, looks like it's work in progress. Next one up. Major supermarket in the United Kingdom planning to sell bugs. They got these big old crickets. I don't care if I have a nickname, Johnny Baptist, I am not going to eat locusts and honey. I'm sorry. I could use a little bit. I, got, I still got to get my Pandemic 30 off, you know. So, yeah, hand me, hand me some cricket stew, and uh, you can pretty much guarantee I'm going to lose my Pandemic 30. All right. Ugh, it's just unbelievable. But they mean it. To help the poor people through the winter. Here, have some locusts and honey. Ugh, anyway, next one up. Portion of the Mississippi River closes again as drought crisis worsens. Of course, that hurts the supply line. Don't even get me going on the fact that while all of our other fuel types are in extreme danger of diminishing to a point of, well, insanity and end times apocalyptic. You know, impact on on families, but guess what? What they're not telling you is that diesel fuel is the worst hit of all. And diesel runs locomotives, diesel runs trucks, diesel runs the entire supply chain, and it's being hurt. Diesel is in more trouble than anything else. Jet fuel, uh, automotive uh, gasoline, all no, nope, it's diesel. Yeah, next one up. Ninety-five percent of corpses had received COVID vaccination within two weeks of their death, according to the funeral directors that are reporting into this. All right, next one up. Russia fires missiles near British aircraft over the Black Sea, according to this person named Wallace, who I do not know who that is, and I don't care. Okay, but, you know you know it, it it's game on it's full blown war and uh, and they know they're fighting directly with the united states as a matter of fact we just uh, sent over the 101st airborne uh, and i don't know if it's the entire 101st airborne but they're kind of hanging out with the poles right on the edge of uh you know uh, over by uh, lviv uh, lviv is the like the epicenter it's the m- biggest city closest to poland on the western side of the ukraine and let me tell you lviv has been getting pounded by those uh by the uh, russian uh um uh, Um, uh, caliber missiles, which is the equivalent of our tomahawks, except they have twice the range and at least two times more of the explosive power. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Russia will not leave the United States Secret Service's hunt for Russians unretaliated. Now, this is really troubling, but basically it's this... They're trying to push Russophobia all over Europe, which is absolutely the most – well, it's not as ridiculous as the next deadline. Let's hit that one. New Zealand unveils a plan to tax cow – I'm just going to read it, guys – farts. Yes. They are now going to officially tax cow flatulence. So I, 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 I just got to watch what I say because I, I, the insanity, the insanity, the insanity. Next one up. Oh, and farmers are now protesting the cow fart tax in New Zealand. These are real headlines. I'm not joking. Just look it up. Type 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 cow fart tax in your any browser. Take take your pick. Take your pick. Next one up. Elite United States unit is ready to fight in Ukraine if the conflict escalates, according to CBS News. This is the 101st Airborne. They're big. They're bad. They're mean, and they will get mowed over just like everybody else when the Russian forces hit them. Sorry. All right. Anyway, next one up. TASS reports, United, United States plans to continue forming alliances against Moscow and Beijing, says the Russian envoy. And that one gets the official for the night. You're good. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Another headline, the United States Navy should be ready to fight tonight, top admiral says. Okay, so they're really putting on their boxing gloves. Another AP Newswire says, United States heating worries are amidst a growing cost and uncertainty. So now it's not just hitting the U.K. It's not hitting, you know, just places in Europe. It has also made its way over here, and it will – this is going to be a very telling winter. All right, and the final headline for the night, and we bring on uh, 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 Sister Diana, praise Jesus, is the CDC is about – oh, this is just miserable. Doggone it. The CDC, which is just, you know, an acronym for shape-shifting reptilians from the bowels of Sheol that live in the bottom of Gehenna, which is the lake of fire. All right. The CDC is about to add COVID-19 vaccines to the childhood immunization schedule. That's bad. All right, and on that note, let's bring on Sister Diana Pulliam. Praise Jesus. Here we go. are you there? Hello? Hello?
0: I am. Hello, Diane. Is, am I coming you are? through?
1: You're coming through loud and clear. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> well, hello. Okay. It's been a little bit. I know hasn't it's it? been it has been
1: too long. It has been too long. It was like, oh man. But, you know, it, it, we're all getting <laughs> we're all getting hammered pretty bad these hammered. days. Hammered. But anyway, <laughs> I know. I'm serious, man. It's like I feel like I'm I'm like in an actual real virtual game of whack-a-mole, and every time I stick my head up over my monitor, a giant hammer comes down right on top of my head. You know what I mean? It's almost like this is. The, I go to bed at night, and I hear this sound just before I fall asleep. Ow! Oh! Ow! Ow! ow. You know? It's like, Lord, Lord! Ow! Whoops! Oh
2: well.
1: Mm. We're so glad to have you back, though. I'm going to go ahead I'm and get totally quiet and turn it all. Well, di- okay, it's all yours.
0: Okay, thank Diane? you so much, John, for inviting me. Um, yes, I'm. I'm hoping you can hear.
1: Uh, you sound really good. Are you there? It's all. If you can hear me, I am telling you as okay. a fact that you sound wonderful.
0: Okay, good. All right. Well, I would like to start out by asking the Lord's hand be over everything shared here tonight, just before we get started. So, Father God, I praise your holy name in all things, and I ask your hand be upon all that's shared with your people in this hour. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the enemy in any attempts or signs to disrupt or hinder this message in any way from going forth. And I ask a guard be placed upon my lips to speak only what's given by your Holy Spirit. And I ask, Lord, that you open the ears of the listeners, including myself, that each receive exactly what's intended for them personally at this time. And I ask all this. We give you thanks and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, John. When you contacted me about coming on to talk about the great reset, I immediately knew it was of God because of the timing of it all. Since posting that particular word, he's had me, well, he's had me somewhat quiet the last couple of months. But he did and has continued to speak and reveal a lot but I, I've only been sharing with my prayer group of late. Um, I kept thinking, you know, that it was time for me to sit down and do another post, but I hadn't got a release to do so until just prior to you contacting me. And a lot of what I'm planning on sharing tonight um, has yet to be posted. So I just want I said all that to say your timing was perfect. And what I feel led to do is start from the Great Reset post and then move forward. And I have to say the last few months have been truly amazing in what the Lord's speaking and showing. You know, he's giving instructions. He's giving specific instructions on how to be ready for what's just ahead, which, you know, we'll cover as we go along, especially towards the end, because this is what he's telling us right now. So let me go ahead and get started Um, it was in July, and I have kind of a general uh, outline here, so I'm going to try to stick with with it, especially getting through here. Um, But it was in July that the Great Reset was posted. Now, it it was a lot longer than – so I highly encourage you to go read it in its entirety for those that haven't. Uh, and it's on the website, themightyhandofgod.com, because I'm only going to be able to summarize parts of it to be able to cover some additional things that I believe the Holy Spirit wants relayed tonight. So if you would, bear with me for just a few minutes, because I first need to, um, well, I'll just say lay a foundation before you, as the Lord did for me. That's what he did, <laughs> because it from there, he began to pull back the veil, so to speak. Now, it started when the Lord began bringing back words and dreams that he had previously given. He began weaving them together. He began showing a picture of what's happening right now, as well as the unfolding of what's just ahead. And in Matthew 16, verse 3, Jesus called the religious leaders of his day hypocrites Because they could look at the sky and predict the weather, but were unable to discern the signs of the times. And I believe he'd say that again right now, you know, to the modern Pharisees of our day. You know, many today are unable to discern the signs of the times. And I think that's key there, the signs of the times. The Word of God says in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that applies to the Israelites. You know, that applied to them of the Old Testament as well as it applies to the spiritual Israelites of the New Testament. You know, his people in our day. God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I just wrote this question. What might he be talking about? Right? Lack of what knowledge? Now in Genesis 1, 14, that's verse 14, God says, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to so divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, for the seasons. And the word for seasons is translated from the word moed. Psalms 104, verse 19 says, he made the moon to mark the seasons, and again, that word seasons is moed which means appointed times or seasons so god uses the lights in the heavens the sun and moon to mark god's appointed times or seasons again he said let them be for signs and for seasons now as mentioned jesus jesus did excuse me he did uh ridicule the religious leaders of his day he called them hypocrites because because they could not discern the signs of the time. So let's see. In a post that was in February 2021. And it was titled, Look Back on What You Were Shown. In that post, the Lord reminded me of what I'd written back in 2014. Regarding the 2014-15 Blood Moon Tetra. And how it was a billboard. Okay, God given us a big sign to what's coming up ahead, just like we see before we get, you know, somewhere on a road trip. And these blood moons on holy days back in 2014 and 15 were pointing towards a moed, an appointed time. They were pointing towards an appointed season. They were pointing towards a season set aside by God up ahead. Not for that time. my God, up ahead, not for that time, but up ahead, pointing to what's unfolding now. Now, a huge thing for me was when I looked at that tetrod series, I was reminded of the fact that these blood moons totally encased a Shemitah year. And that Shemitah ended September of 2015 that year. And you can see all this if you go To the website and pull up the post title look back on what you were shown you know there's a diagram and everything in there but like I said that blood moon tetrod series encased a Shemitah year which ended a seven-year cycle that September 2015 and it was then I I realized the end of another seven years was getting close And with the next Shemitah beginning September of 2021, and as you know, it just ended last month, September 2022, just last month. Now, keep in mind, I was being shown all this in early February of 2021 before the most recent Shemitah even began. And then two weeks after that in 2021, still in February, the Lord said the last week will soon begin. And immediately took me to the 70th week of Daniel, where it talks about a seven-year period for the time of the end, for our day. And the word tells us in Daniel, uh, let's see, that's verse 26 and 27, the come will confirm a covenant with many for one week, that's seven years. Now, at that point, I knew God was telling me that, um, well, that last week, that seven-year Uh, Tribulation period if you will Was about to begin Back then knowing a new Seven year cycle Was to begin September of 2022 you know you pretty much Know what I was concluding right Thinking that that oh no another Seven year cycle ends September 22 uh, And a new Seven year begins but that Conclusion would have meant we just entered the Tribulation period last month You know going along with that But God had asked me During a question in February of 2021, just as I was completing the uh, look back on what you were shown article about that 2014-15 blood moon encasing the Shemitah year, out of the blue, he asked the Jubilee. Now, I did relay that question in the article last year, but it wasn't until the Lord began speaking to me again about the Jubilee earlier this year in 2022, that I began to understand what he had been showing. And I want to quickly summarize, and then I'm going to go forward. The number seven is everywhere in Scripture. It means fullness or completeness. Now, I may be able to elaborate a little bit more in a minute, but here we are. We just came to the end of another Shemitah last month. But this Shemitah year was highlighted like a billboard seven years ago with the blood moons all pointing us to what was coming up ahead. It was pointing towards this Shemitah. The Shemitah that ended last month was a very special Shemitah in that it was the seventh in a series of seven. Okay, this is why the Lord asked me a year ago, when is the Jubilee? The Jubilee year came at the end of every seven Shemitah cycles. And every 49 years, there was to be a 50th year of Jubilee added before the next seven-year cycles began all over again, before that next, you know, series of seven. So what I'm getting ready to share is really huge for the people of God. So um, may we, I just pray that we hear This in the spirit Lord God give us ears to hear Right now The Jubilee was a great Economic reset for God's people And you can read about it in Leviticus 25 verse 8 Through 14 specifically It was like a super shemitah, In that everything Was to reset that year It was a Sabbath rest For the people of God There was no sowing All properties were to go back to the original owners and each one of God's people were to return to their possession, you know, their inheritance. Um, let me see here. I I'm not sure he sent me a message. I'm <laughs> I'm not sure I can't read it. Um okay. Everything was reset. Like I said, it was a Sabbath rest and um slaves were set free. Every The people returned to their possession, their inheritance. And the people of God were to consecrate the 50th year by blowing the trumpet of Jubilee on the 10th day of the 7th month. And um, that was on the Day of Atonement as they proclaimed liberty, freedom throughout their land. And the Lord led my prayer group and I to do this very thing on the Day of Atonement last month. And we blew the shofar. We proclaimed liberty, freedom throughout the camp of God around the world. And I want to acknowledge – first, let me check to see. um, I want to make sure that John hadn't (laughs) sent this. I'm sorry for the interruption. Okay, let's acknowledge something before continuing because Paul made clear in Colossians 2, verse 16 and 17. First, he said, we're not to judge one another. Or we're not to be in contention over the festivals or Sabbaths, whether we observe or whether we don't observe them, okay? And the second thing in verse 17, Paul said that the holy days, he said festivals and Sabbaths, and notice Sabbath is plural. uh, Those Sabbaths would include the land sabbaths, like Shemitah, Jubilee, like Super Sabbath. You know, he said they were a shadow of things to come. So in verse 17, the Greek word milo, translated to come, is a present active participle. That means events yet future, something pending. Okay, so b- before addressing the spiritual implications of the Jubilee for the people of God and the specific instructions given, you know, that I mentioned just a little earlier, I want to briefly look... I'm gonna pull this up here at the festivals themselves for an example of how they picture God's it's his blueprint, if you will, of salvation. Now the number seven comes into play here again as there are seven holy convocations mentioned. Now these, these descriptions are very general that I'm going to give you, and from a New Testament perspective. And the first few have already been fulfilled, okay? And the last few, matter of fact, the last four are pending fulfillment. So let me start with the Passover. That pointed to the Israelites, you know, uh, the need for a Savior, the perfect Lamb of God to pay for sin once and for all. Jesus fulfilled that. Next is days of unleavened bread. The first and the last day of this seven-day festival were designated as holy convocations. You know, they, it pictured the need to remove sin, the leaven, out of our lives. And we know this can only be done through the work of the cross. Jesus fulfilled the days of unleavened bread. Next, Feast of First Fruits. Now, the first fruits wave sheaf offering. Begins the 50-day countdown to Pentecost Jesus was crucified on Passover After his resurrection He went and presented himself As the first fruit wave sheaf offering Before the Father on the first day of the week That morrow after the Sabbath As they were told to do And that's shown in John 20, verse 17 Jesus fulfilled that And then Pentecost. This day is also a holy convocation. Originally, it was recognized as the celebration of the gathering of the first fruit spring harvest. You know, and Jesus sent the comforter. The Holy Spirit is promised on this day of Pentecost. Next is the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah, as it's called. Now, this day is a holy convocation. Pictures the blowing of the the trumpet at that second coming of Jesus Christ, that seventh trumpet that's to sound at His coming. This day is pending fulfillment. The Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur, this day's a holy convocation as well, and it pictures the day all sins are placed upon the head of the devil, that Azazel goat, and he's bound for a thousand years. This is to happen right after the second coming of jesus and that is also pending fulfillment next is the feast of tabernacles some call it the feast of booths you know the first day of this seven-day festival is a holy convocation and the feast of tabernacles pictures the thousand year millennial reign of jesus christ over the earth which begins after the devil's bound and that's pending fulfillment And then we have the last great day, and it's a holy convocation, and it follows the Feast of Tabernacles, but this day is also called the eighth day of the feast, and it pictures the great white throne judgment, and there's some very amazing uh, times and events that are tied to this day, but this is also pending fulfillment, okay? So God gave the Israelites his blueprint, his plan of redemption. His seven holy day festivals showing the fullness and completeness of his amazing rescue mission, his redemption plan for mankind. Now, notice how absolutely everything points to Jesus Christ. You know, now the Jews, the unbelieving ones are the ones I'm talking about, are in darkness concerning the holy day festivals of God. They have a veil over, you know, they didn't recognize They didn't accept Jesus as their awaited Messiah. And sadly, most Christians are also in ignorance of God's festival days. You know, they think they're irrelevant for our time. Oh, those were days given to the Jews for who knows what. You know, that's Old Testament stuff, right? But no, Paul said they were given to God's people as a shadow of things to come. Now, back to when God asked, when is the jubilee? Remember, he had said that just prior, he said just prior to that that the last week will soon begin. Now, I believe the jubilee precedes the last week, and I'm convinced it began at the end of the Shemitah last month for the house of God, for the house of God. The Israelites ceased keeping jubilee after the dispersion of the tribes, you know, believing it wouldn't be kept again. Until after they were brought back together from around the earth, and then, now now that day is coming. It 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 is going to come just ahead. And they lost track though of when jubilees to be kept, but God didn't lose track. Praise God. This jubilee is for the church right now, the spiritual Israelites, and as we know, things take place in the spiritual realm before manifesting into the physical. Talk about that in a little bit. But as mentioned in that post, a huge eye-opener was when the Lord kept showing me the term economic reset, (laughs) how it was constantly being thrown around by the powers of darkness, you know, and he showed it to be the devil's version, his imitation, his copy of God's jubilee. The devil always imitates God, you know, and I want to quickly review um, the jubilee, how it meant, you know, what it meant for God's people and compare that with the devil's jubilee. jubilee. Now, again, the jubilee was a great economic reset for God's people. It was a a, um, super shmita, okay? Let's look at that with spiritual eyes. Everything was reset in the year of Jubilee, and we're in that year now. It was a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Think about that. With no sowing, no toil, all properties to the original owners. Slaves were set free. Each one of God's people returned to their possession. Their inheritance. It's a year of release. You know, the people of God consecrate the 50th year by blowing the trumpet of jubilee on the 10th day of the seventh month on the day of atonement as they proclaim liberty and freedom throughout the land. Now, the devil's jubilee is also an economic reset, but it entails everything being taken from the people taking control of every aspect of their life. You know, he believes he's the rightful owner of all God's creation and will attempt to transfer all to himself. His resets, transferring to himself the people's money, their land, food, animals. Just fill in the blank. He wants it all. Of the devil and that of God Are 180 degrees Opposite one another The goal Of the wicked ones reset will be to Destroy and then enslave What's left But the jubilee of God begins With this people sounding a trumpet And proclaiming liberty In Second Corinthians 317 says where the spirit Of the Lord is there is Liberty praise you Lord Now this This reset, the jubilee for God's people, is for preparing for the equipping of his remnant bride for what's to come. Now, before going further, I'd like to share a couple things that have been given by the Lord the last couple of months, which are entirely based upon this great reset, you know, this jubilee for the people of God. All right, on August, let's see, that was August 20th. I was on the phone. I was praying with a friend when the Holy Spirit asked, "Do you really want me to finish my work in you?" That that really shook me because I, along with my prayer group, you know, we've been beseeching him. I've been doing that for years. But we've been beseeching him to finish his work in us. You know, whatever he had to do to cleanse and purify these temples, to prepare us, you know, prepare these temples for its full indwelling. You know, I'm thinking most of you listening have been asking this as well. And I've learned though, whenever the Lord asks me a question like this, it's normally a loaded question, so to speak. You know, in that it you know, I shouldn't be too quick with my reply. Okay, and sure enough, it was just a few days later, he, he told me to consider what that might answering. You know, wh- what's it look like? What's it going to look like, him finishing his work in me? And I was released to share this question with my prayer group. And I'm, I'm just going to say I'm led right now to submit that same question to those of you listening. You know, do you really want him to finish his work in you? And before we're answering, he's telling you to consider what that might look like. So what happened was our prayer group took a week or so to go privately before him in prayer, you know, fasting and such, you know, whatever we were led to do as we inquired of him. We asked him to, to show us what we needed to see. Uh, We set aside a time then for those of us feeling led to do so to come together, you know, as a group before him to, to bring our answer before him. We consecrated ourselves and we took communion over our answer of yes before our God. Now, as far as considering what that might look like for God to finish his work in you, closer you and I want to get to him in intimacy. With each step you take to get closer to God, more and more of your flesh has to be burned up. And as that heat applied in purity, the ugliness will rise to the surface be burned up and removed God has to expose things in us you know it's um discovery time is the word that come up so to speak like being turned inside out and it's not pleasant you know but it's very necessary for all of us to go through this process let me tell you as soon as I gave him my answer (laughs) and said yes Lord finish your work in me it seems like all hell, you know, from chaos breaking out in the people around me, my, my family, my uh, the prayer group, uh, personal issues. But it was obvious why it was happening because judgment must begin at the house of God with you and me, and it's a winnowing process. God has to put us through a good thrashing to separate all in us that doesn't belong. Now we must be brought to the same place as our Lord and Savior our, our bridegroom. You know when he said in John 14:30 the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. Can you say that? Can I? You know, so that's what it's about. Getting us to the point we also can say what Jesus said getting us to the point where the devil will have nothing in us, nothing left in us. And praise, praise be to God. His word's true. You know, as Paul said in Philippians 1, verse 6, we can also be confident in the fact that he who's begun that good work in us will complete it. He's faithful to do that. And we can say what David said in Psalm 138 verse 8, he said, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. So, no, he wants us to say, okay, finish your work. (laughs) And he's faithful. He's going to perfect that which concerns us. God's rescue mission is in full swing. The rebellion's being put down once and for all. But first, it has to be put down in his people. You and me, so we can be used as as instruments of righteousness in the harvest before us. And like I said, yes, Lord, finish your work in us. It's like the heat was immediately turned up, but he also began to impart more in the form of instructions. And like I said earlier, specific instructions he started giving. You know, the world, as well as most in the church – are focusing all on all those plans of the devil right now. You know, his great reset and all that entails. All eyes on what he's doing or or on what he's saying he's going to do, right? But God began giving very specific instructions about where our eyes need to be focused. Now, we're aware of the things going on and we're told to be so that we're not caught unaware. But our focus, our focal point, Upon Jesus Christ On what our God Is doing You know back in May Let me just go there Um, May of this year The Lord began to speak to me About the Feast of Tabernacles And what happened is I just traveled to another state For an impromptu gathering With several um, At a ranch Of one of our our prayer members a, A couple there group members and and as I was leaving from that visit with several that had had come so we could all kind of meet and fellowship together I said to the host well hopefully I'll see you again soon <laughs> hugging you know goodbye and all that and out of the blue she said well there's always tabernacles well as I was making the drive home and it's a long drive <laughs> The Lord brought back what she had said as I was leaving. And as I was rehearsing that in my mind, just then the Holy Spirit said, you will come before me and rejoice. Wow. He should right then as the world's distracted, taking anxious thought over what the devil's doing, the Lord's calling upon his people to turn their eyes towards him, to begin to rejoice over what? Just ahead, we're to rejoice in anticipation of the end of the kingdom of darkness. We're to rejoice in anticipation of the return of Jesus Christ and the setting up of his glorious kingdom during his millennial reign. That feast of tabernacles that's what it pictures. You know, everything is pointing to the time in Revelation. 11 verse 15 where it's proclaimed the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever upon my return home i relayed some of this to to some of the people in the group and we extended an invitation to our entire prayer group for whoever felt led and able To join us for tabernacles coming up And of course that took place earlier this month Earlier in October You know and I don't have time to give details Here to explain the hows And so forth but by the Time we arrive For this eight day Including the last great day Feast of tabernacles the Holy Spirit Had already begun Giving many, Many instructions Okay and the first is that the Feast of Tabernacles is about leaving behind this fallen world with all its trouble and toil, you know, coming with friends, family, brethren, to rejoice before our God. The time when Jesus reigns over the earth. You know, it'll be like the Garden of Eden. There will be no more curse on the ground, on the land, you know, those waste places that are getting ready to be destroyed, they're going to be rebuilt during this time. Exodus 36, you know, the whole chapter talks about this. And let's see, oh, I wrote this, Isaiah 65, verse uh, 17 to 25 specifically talk about this this rebuilding. So we were to take our eyes off this fallen world, leave it all behind, and enter a time of peace and joy before the Lord at Tabernacles. And I want to relay something that happened just before I left because it later proved to be one of the main messages while at the camp. And I'm going to call it the camp right now, (laughs) the Feast of Tabernacles camp, okay. Um, But a sister in Christ flew in to where I lived to spend a couple days with me uh, before we were to leave. And we're going to just make a drive together to join the others. So one morning, as I was in the kitchen, she came and and, and she was just standing there talking. I think I was, I don't know, I was making coffee or something. I don't know. But she was saying how thankful she was, you know, for the time we'd been able to pray and talk, you know, that evening before. And I turned, you know, to respond, you know, just to look at her, to acknowledge. And as I turned to look at her, the Lord said, she needs a love explosion. So I said, "The Lord just showed me how to pray for you." He said, "You need a love explosion." That really struck us both, and 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 I actually I actually saw in the spirit like something exploding from her heart, like like in her being, an exploding, like poof, all at once. <laughs> anyway, I'll probably refer back to. That this in in a few minutes, but soon after our, our arrival to the camp, the Lord reminded me of a question he had asked a week or so before leaving for the festival. He had asked me, are you ready to do the works of Jesus? I mean, it had shaken me at the time. You know, because the Lord had been speaking about how, for the most part, the church, you know, the church has separated, you know, that we've separated ourselves off from the sinners out there. That's the least of who they want to come into their holy huddle, right? Uh, I've heard it called that holy huddle, and that just really says it all. You know, they want the church wants to stay within that holy huddle. And. And I've been led to ponder what that would look like out there doing the works of Jesus, even greater works than he, as he said, we would do. And right now I'm getting, again, like I did a minute ago, I'm getting that he wants to ask you listening, are you ready to do the works of Jesus? Now, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Mm. That's in Luke 4, verse 18 and 19. But Jesus was anointed to heal the broken and to set captives free. He came to destroy the works of the devil, it says in 1 John 3 eight, And this is what he sent his church to do. You know, he said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall harm you. That the camp, that the work Jesus was anointed to do must be. First, be accomplished in his people. That it's through our healing and delivery taking place first that we're made ready to be sent forth with the same anointing on us to take to the lost and the broken. That is astounding. God woke me up on September 27th. About a month ago At 3.30 a.m. in the morning He said I will give you a new heart And a new spirit Will I put within you Now God told Israel in Ezekiel 36 That he would take The heart of Stone out of their flesh Give them a heart of Flesh and that's a Soft very soft Heart So I'm telling you, I was so relieved when he said this to me, like, oh, that's the answer, you know, that he was going to give me a new heart. You know, this new heart and spirit must be given to us in order to go among the crowd of the hurt and broken so that we can walk amongst the prost and the demon-possessed. You know, the church, for the most part, shuns these. Jesus was led to the Gergesenes. I think I'm saying that right. But he was led to the, the the Gergesenes where he was met by a legion of demons. Are you ready for an assignment like that? The good news is we're to take heart. He wants us to take heart and be encouraged because he's equipping his people in this hour. To do even greater works than he did. This great reset of God, his jubilee for us to give back, to restore what's been lost, stolen, given away. You know? Now further instructions continued to be given at the camp. He began speaking about entering his rest. He was beckoning us to come to his garden. One night when we were, we, we met a couple times a day and throughout the day and, and had, you know, lots of things going on, but it was one night uh, he actually gave me a vision of us standing off and he had his arms out towards us, beckoning us to come to his garden, that inner sanctuary into the Holy of Holies. And and remember, Jesus rent the veil, that covering, into making the way for us to enter this secret place to commune with him and the Father. You know, God wants to tabernacle with his people. This is about us becoming one with him and each other. And this must take place now in his remnant bride before it can be manifested into the earth during that thousand-year millennial reign. And he continued stressing this to us to come in, to enter into that holy of holies. And Jesus said in John 14, verse 12 to 14, here's what he said. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these. He will do because I go to my father and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So Jesus said, we'll do greater works in him because he was going to the father. Now, in Hebrews nine shows he entered into the holy of holies with his own blood. You know, he rent the veil in two to open, to, to make the way for us to enter. In Hebrews 9, no, I'm sorry, that's verse uh, 19. But in Hebrews 10, verse 19, it makes plain we're beckoned to enter and abide. He says, therefore, brethren, since we have confidence and full freedom to enter the holy place, and the Amplify says, the place where God dwells. By means of blood of Jesus Now our focus Was then turned towards items Inside that inner sanctuary Inside the holy of holies And one of those things Inside the holy of holies Being the ark of the covenant And it contained three items It contained three items As mentioned in Hebrews 9 Verse 3 and 4 Okay, it contained the golden jar of manna. And God manna is everything we need, our sustenance. God had his people collect a day's worth of manna every morning. And we should be doing the same thing every morning. Jesus said he's the bread of life. He said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood. Uh, has eternal life abiding in him, so everything needed for our life is in this bread. Okay. The second thing in there was Aaron's budded staff. Now we know that the Lord did a miracle in 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 budding that staff when He was showing which tribe was being chosen at that priestly line, right? But this staff was used. His staff was used. As he extended out by the hand of Aaron, Moses had a staff too, but we're talking about Aaron's budded staff. It was used and extended out by the hand of Aaron in the working of many miracles. And the third thing was the stone tablets of the covenant. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of that covenant for us. As Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So our identity, our inheritance, everything is in Christ Jesus and that covenant, that new covenant in Christ Jesus. So inside the holy of holies is everything we need. You know, the Lord's blueprint. His instructions for every aspect of our lives is found inside that secret place as we enter, you know, the Most High, that place of peace, that place of rest and stillness in Him. God wants to tabernacle with His people. He wants to make His abode with us. Okay? Wow. It's about us becoming one with Him and each other. You know, this must... Take place first In his remnant before it can Manifest into the earth during the Thousand year reign of Jesus Christ Which is just ahead So this feast of Tabernacles this was a Very special feast A time like no other Uh, Taking place it was taking Place during a year Of jubilee where All things are to be Restored to the people of God All that belongs to him in the spirit, as well as ultimately the physical land itself. You know, this year, Jubilee, is a year of final preparation for the reason that, that we were born. The, the Lord wants to equip his remnant, his remnant bride for our final assignments in this hour. Now, I'd like to do a general summarization in conclusion. Let me take a drink here, just a second. Jesus made clear that his people, you and I, are to know the season we're in. You know, we don't know the day or the hour, but we're to know the season. He gave the lights and the heavens as signs pointing towards his appointed times and seasons. He gave his people, Israel, his holy day calendar as his overall plan of salvation, his roadmap to know where we are in the unfolding of his plan of redemption, his moads, his holy days are appointed times and seasons. There's shadows of things to come. He's given his people the year of jubilee, which points towards the restoration of all things. He provides everything needed to prepare and equip his bride For what's coming next Okay During this jubilee She finally enters her rest Taking her seat in Christ Jesus At the right hand of the Father And at the appointed time God's first fruits remnant bride Will be sent forth This first fruits group will be used By God to go forth As the judgments of God Fall on the earth. They begin to hit this planet. During that time, the greatest harvest ever going to be brought forth. And this will be the time of Isaiah 60, verse 102, where it says, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Now notice the time frame that this happens. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a time when darkness covers the earth and gross darkness the people.
1: This is where we are
0: right now. Darkness covering the earth, increasing day by day as John was talking about. You know, she will be filled with the spirit and sent out to speak the word of God all boldness. This is when the Lord fills his temple with his glory. This is the love explosion of God that he showed that we need. When he created the heavens and the earth, it was by a love explosion. When he raised Jesus from the dead, it was by his love explosion. Ephesians 1 verse 18 through 23, it talks about how The greatness of his power is towards us who believe. According to the working of his power that he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion in every name that is named. And continuing in chapter 2, verse 6, it makes plain. It's talking about us being raised together to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. Saints, it's the same power towards us, that love explosion that, ri- that raised Jesus from the dead. It's going to rise us up to sit finally in all his fullness. And when that's when we're ready to do the works of Jesus. And even greater works, as he said, we do. The jubilee of God entails the restoration and transfer of all things belonging to his remnant, belonging to his people, being given back. We're talking about the power and authority Jesus originally gave his people, which was usurped by the enemies of God while the church slept. I'm raising my hand here. The knowledge and understanding of her identity in Jesus Christ will be given back, and she'll go forth in his authority and power. Now, I was given a word on two separate occasions in August and then again on September, so just a month or two ago, within this last two months, that I spoke forth into a recorder about what happens in the Jubilee. The Spirit of God came upon me, and I just – I started speaking, and I grabbed my recorder, and I just started speaking. I have the recording, but I I typed it out, so I'm going to read it here. Okay. I said – or he said, during the jubilee, his remnant, the very bride of Christ, will awaken to who she really is in Christ Jesus When she seeks him with her whole heart, the final purification is completed. She's filled in his fullness. She will put on the most spectacular display of signs and wonders this world has ever seen. Jesus himself said she would do greater works than him. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. Cast out devils What more could there be She Will speak forth mysteries To the principalities Powers and dominion She will know Who she is in Christ Jesus with her Very memory Fully restored This memory goes back Before the world was ever made Now that's the end There, There is some more Going to be later on so brethren he's giving instructions on how to position ourselves to enter into this place to enter and abide behind the veil with him the father inside the holy of holies that secret place of the most high where your peace is instructions and provisions Every aspect of our lives is found in his ark of peace and stillness in him. And he's beckoning you to come. He's holding out his arms, beckoning us to come. This is the place where in him you will live, move, and have your being. It's from this place where our focus and longing is to finally hear the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. the Lord God. Thanks, the Lord's showing it's time to come before him and rejoice. One thing I want to share, what the Lord said the morning after my return home, it's the tabernacles. Okay, one of the candles was lit outside one night during our communion time together, and it's one of these little candles that usually only lasts like 2 or 3 hours. It remained lit even after we'd all left the next day and went home, and then the next day after that, the host took pics, took pictures as it was still burning. 30 hours later, and the Lord whispered to me as I was reading that, he said, the spark of the love explosion has been ignited. Now, I pray this message has given those of you listening much encouragement this day as it has me. It has given such encouragement, such excitement, and I just feel that love flowing through, beginning to flow as never before through his body right now. And, John, I think this is a good stopping point. So I'm going to turn the mic back to you, if I may.
1: All right. Praise God. Yeah no this is um very very encouraging um most fascinating i find it that um you know many of the verses that you brought up uh that are supportive of the you know the the revelation and the impartation of um, what the Lord showed you were, um, I guess not so surprisingly, the verses that I was leaning on, on the prayer vigil this last Friday, which I, I just see the spiritual synergy and I'm, I'm like, wow, this is really awesome. Praise God. Um, uh, and, uh, it is, it is very exciting because, um, you know, w- w- you know, we're, we're coming upon a time now, uh, which, you know, I, I one of the things that I've been, you know, Conveying to folks uh, over time is that at this, you know, there's been a lot of prophecies over the last X number of years, quite a few uh, that have, you know, prophesied essentially that uh, or or. You know, whether it was a prophecy or a vision or whether it was somebody feeling that the Lord impressed something upon their heart or whatever the case was, it was that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that would eventually come down upon those of us who are still here and, um, you know, essentially praying and at the ready. Uh, I, you know, and uh, so to have supporting confirmation coming from you and your prayer group and everything uh, is super powerful. Very exciting. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, we're, we're all, you know, I would like to believe in my heart that we're all pretty close to being at the ready. And I've been trying to encourage people as much as I can in the midst of all the darkness that, you know, we have to fight our way past that you know, grumbly frustration, feeling sorry for ourselves, the depression that can come over because we're looking around at, at things in earthly eyes and we're forgetting, you know, the big picture. And and, and uh, the reason why I sent you in the email that graphic, the second email, it's, it's uh, at least four or five times more clear, but I, I thought you would find it. I, you know it's not it's it's not to have anything to do with your uh interpretation of you know the the blood moons and all of that stuff that it, it's irrelevant to that um, but I sent you a picture of the three four three blood moon pattern that a lot of Christians are unaware took place um and that blood moon pattern that's in the email that I sent you. By the way, uh I'm going to go ahead and see if I can find it so I can share it with the listeners cuz I I mentioned it earlier but I didn't really give anybody any details and I'm going to go ahead and give them some details cuz this is huge. Um I'm going to let's see scent and there the second one there we go. All right. So, um the blood moon the 343 blood moon pattern that I'm referring to is very little known. Okay, like I was saying earlier on the show, Everybody knows about the big biblical blood moon pattern. There's books written about it, the one that ended with the super blood moon. Uh, On September the 20th, I'm sorry, September the 15th of uh, 20. 2015, which interestingly, as the heralder of bad times to come, which is essentially what the Blood Moon concept is about, watch out, you know, it's like a warning from the Lord. Fascinating it was that even at the very moment that the uh, September 15th Super Blood Moon was occurring in 2015, that was almost precisely when the Antichrist and Dr. Fauci were over in the Wuhan lab preparing for the release of the pandemic. Now what's fascinating is the 343 blood moon pattern that I've been referring to which um, the author and the researcher behind it called the Lord's perfect sign. What what you have here is if if you go in if you were to go back and study it you have three, a 343 blood moon pattern whereby the first blood moon occurred on 12 21 2010 and it was exactly 1477 days from the center point the last blood moon occurred in 121 of 2019 which was precisely 1477 days before or after the midpoint and that same pattern occurred with 21234 other blood moons where the they were to the day, to the moment, equidistant from the center point. Um, and it's it's a it's a relatively complicated diagram, but what's really fascinating is that it's impossible. The math the mathematics behind it, the equidistance uh, to the day for each one of these blood moon occurrences, it's mathematically impossible. It is so many times it's hundreds of times less likely to occur than a traditional biblical blood moon tetrad. Now, what what I wanted to call to everyone's attention, and uh, if you want to, you can email me and I'll send you a copy of this, or I'll send send you a link to where I have it on on Tribulation. Now you can look at it there too. But um, the last occurrence of this three four three blood moon pattern was on one twenty one of twenty nineteen. Now the reason, now, and then, like I mentioned earlier on the show, we, as this was occurring, we were literally saying, what, you know, what do you think this could be? Maybe this is the beginning of World War III. Maybe this is this. Maybe this is that. You know, what, what, what could this mean? Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So you look back at that date, January of twenty nineteen, and what was occurring? God was lifting his hand of protection off of planet Earth and allowing a bioweapons attack to occur against all of mankind in the form essentially of a judgment, okay? That was the most significant worldwide judgment since Noah's flood. The most significant and impactful judgment ultimately and you might say well god didn't do that no wait the devil cannot do diddly unless our heavenly father allows him when you want until god sets satan loose which is the beginning of the great tribulation until god sets him loose he that restrains is still restraining or we'd all be dead so what do we know God lifted his hands of protection across the entire world for the first time since Noah's flood when? When the end of the 343 blood moon tetrad occurred. It was in 2019 that it was released and, of course, ramped up significantly in 2020 and et cetera. So we all know the story. But the thing about it is, has there been respite? No. This this radio show is proof. You can go back and listen to every single newscast we have done since 2019, and things have gotten progressively worse, worse, and more worse. There has been no respite. The pillow prophets are wrong. The Seven Mountains people are wrong. Trump did not mysteriously re, you know, get beamed by the Starship Enterprise back into the Oval Office. We have entered in. It is now. The point I'm making is the significance of this. I mean, whether you want to try to whittle it down to a, uh, you know, to like a month or a particular, uh, you know, feast of the Lord or whatever, if that's what you want to do. do. I personally don't do that myself anymore because I've been gotten bit by it too many times. Now, that being said, what we what is empirical and undeniable is that at 2019, the world changed. And God has not done one thing to slow down the progress of the Antichrist and the destruction of the West, which is required for the rising up of the Revelation 13 beast government during the Great Tribulation, which is also known as the New World Order or the Great Reset, whatever you want to call it. Well, I'm sure they'll come out with some other name in a few months to throw people off the track. But the point is we're there for the first time in 11, really getting very close to 12 years of this radio show's existence. We are there. Uh, there it has been no respite. Trump was not returned. The Pope was not arrested. The Clintons are still free. All the claims that the Seven Mountains people made about what Jesus is going to do, none of them came true. Not a one. And everything has gotten progressively worse since that roughly around that date. What does that tell you? It tells you exactly what the Bible says. It's it's exactly what Jesus said in the Olivet Discourse. It's exactly what um, uh, Revelation chapter 6 talks about. We are in Revelation chapter 6. We are on the edge of the start of World War III, which is uh, the fourth seal. We are in the second seal. It is progressing forward, the war with Russia, the red horse, the red army. We are in the global financial collapse. Saudi Arabia just pulled just publicly announced that they have no intention of doing any dealings with us because we're bossy and hegemonic, uh, Hegemon whatever taking over the world. And and uh that that is the most glorious news for any Christian who is anxiously awaiting the transformation of your bodies to be in the very presence of Jesus and hopefully as it says in Jude, I think it's 24, standing with exceeding joy in the throne room of God. Faultless. This is the most exciting time. And I was getting depressed. Why? Because hindsight's twenty-twenty. Now we look back and we go, wait a minute. They've just released another version of COVID. Oh, they didn't release it on the public yet. But do you think it's going to sneak out of the Boston lab 80% deadly? What about the uh, two people that died of the monkeypox? What about uh, the Ebola that's out of control in Uganda right now? What about uh, the the tuberculosis that's on the rise and the RSV or whatever uh, respiratory virus that's happening to children under five? What about the mandate that they're going to have on the school children, the little kids, to have a COVID vaccine before they go back to school? Folks, we are so deep in it that we're up to our shoulders in rattlesnakes and alligators, end times rattlesnakes and alligators. Praise God. And you know what? We're getting closer and closer to what the Lord has shown you, Diana, in regard to that outpouring. But nevertheless, even as we head, you know, forward toward that day or you know period of time um, we should be praising god and excited and full of joy in the midst of this quagmire of ugly because we can see beyond any shadow of a doubt biblically speaking undeniable that we are there that is unbelievable because, you know, the first 4,000 radio shows I did, we weren't there, okay? So hallelujah. So thank you so much, Diana, for just putting sprinkles on the cupcake. Praise God.
2: Woo-hoo. Yeah. Praise I know. God. All it yeah, is, all you know, I don't, Every time
0: years ago, you would always say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Now you can say, yep. We are there. We have come. (laughs) We're right there. Absolutely. Oh,
1: we really are. I mean, you know, it could be a while. You know, once you get it, when you get all pumped up and excited. It can't come fast enough, right? If you're excited about going and seeing your family, like <laughs> I am at Christmas time or whatever, you know, I, I even printed out a little laminated picture, you know, of, of you know, because I'm excited about. It. I, you know, we all want to have something to be excited about. We all want to be able to get through the drudgery of the week, and you know, and also that refiner's fire that you were mentioning there, Diana, which ow, oh, you know, feels really wonderful when you're going oh, <laughs> through it, you know. But and you know what? To your point, I've actually started. Recommending that people get—I've get, done it. I'm doing it. it. It is a little nerve-wracking, I admit, but I've been on my knees in tears, and I said, I, "Father, if you got to put me through whatever, if you got to burn my house down, if you've got to throw me to the streets so I can, you know, fight for a half-eaten subway sub." From a hobo or whatever. I don't know, you know, but whatever. You know, it's like, you know, when you – that takes a lot of courage to sit, sit, you know, be on your knees before our father and say to him, whatever you got to do to me, do it. Because I don't want to miss. This is it. We we got one opportunity to make the barley harvest. And let me tell you something. You do not want to miss it. Because you think things are ugly now? Oh, man. <laughs> After the barley harvest, folks, it's going to go downhill like you cannot even imagine. I mean, we're talking about you know, um, exactly you know, Chinese, Russian soldiers, you know, paratrooping down into your, uh, you know, cul-de-sacs, and I mean, you know, it's going to, it's nothing compared to what we're going through now. So anyway, praise God. Thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. this message. Mm-hmm. It's so, praise timely. God. Yeah. Amen. You want to go ahead and close with a prayer, Thank and also you. share your uh, website, everybody. Again. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes, I will. I will. And, and one thing to add before I close in prayer is what you referred to. You know, is it just getting into that that secret place. You know, asking asking for for you know him to finish his work in you. Well, what happens if you? really are seeking Him with your whole heart, that peace of God comes upon you to where whatever you're doing or whatever's coming upon. Now, you know, I, I, I'm not there yet, okay? But what I'm saying is I have found a big difference because you stay in peace no matter what's going on around you in the midst of the storm. It's Yeah, follow those instructions, guys. Get 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 still, Get, uh, get seek Him. Um, just, uh, you might listen to the parts again about the specific instructions on how to enter in. So praise God. I will ask the Lord's blessing, Father in heaven, again. Thank you so much for this time that you've made available to share, for your saints to share with one another. And I pray the Holy Spirit will continue to minister this message, this encouragement in the days ahead. If we're understanding. Uh, And what you intend, whatever you intend for each individual listening, that they receive according to all your will and purposes. And I pray peace. I speak blessed things over your people around the earth. Lord, help us. Help us to be still before you, to set our eyes only upon you in this hour. And we praise and worship you in the mighty name of Jesus Amen. And yes, you can reach uh me. You can look at the website uh www.themightyhandofgod.com. That's the Com. God bless
1: God bless you all. Thank you so much, Diana. Powerful synergy there uh, for all of us and very exciting. And that's what we need. We all need to lift it up in the midst of all of this, you know, ick. Um, uh, anyway, praise God for that. And uh, tonight's Sunday, the, uh, October the 23rd. And, uh, you know, Lord willing, we'll see you at 7 o'clock this Wednesday night. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Diana.
3: Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners at the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be, when will your trumpet sound for me, for you we will endure, until you come back for your breath. I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.